If looks and sex drive fade, why is it the number one thing in the forefront of everybody's mind when dating? People don't understand the difference between intangibles and tangibles. You can sleep with Tom and be like, mm-hmm, but you don't question if that man is going to be there for you when you sick. Because it's easy. I can't figure out how much support he's going to give me when I'm sick. But I can look at him and, and calculate how good this looks. I can have sex with him and calculate how many. It's easy to count. But people don't understand that there is a whole level of intangibles that are going to be there after the physical and the, well, the physical period is gone. And to me, that's what sustains a relationship. When gravity catches hold of me and I go through <laughs> menopause, mm -hmm. then what? What's going to sustain my marriage? That's deep. But I, I just think it's I mean, easy. people don't like to communicate. Yeah. When people get to know each other, they don't even get to know each other internally sometimes. Mm -hmm. So when you not communicating with a person, you'll be laying next to a person that you actually don't know without communicating mm -hmm. with them. You could be with them for years and still not know who they are. You won't notice the things that they like and don't like. You wouldn't be able to transition into something that they don't like and adapt to it. They have it. And so a lot of people is not willing to actually do the crawl before they walk within a relationship because if you get in hardship and you up financially and he isn't then what is that gonna make you look at him do you feel like we let initial attraction that carnal instinct guide us too much absolutely yes, it's a lot of definitely. people in lust and not in love mm -hmm. yeah, the lust and just want the look especially when we have social media now mm -hmm. everyone wants the glamorous the uh, aesthetic shoot yes. and wedding and all of that. You spent all this money and y'all not even married for six months. <laughs> you chopping Nerds up the bit over there. You chopping up the bit over there. I just feel like, you know, at some point, I'm going to want to look at you. You know what I'm saying? Like, too far, maybe. But if I'm not attracted to you, if, yeah, like, you could do all the right things. For me, this is perfect. You know what I'm saying? You perfect for this right now because you're, you're young. <laughs> and so, you know, as you get older, you feel the door closing. When you're young, the the door isn't even a real concept. I mean, I guess you could say that, but I feel like, I don't know, I, I hate that age conversation. Because it makes a difference. It does. It, it makes a huge it difference. It makes a difference. Until you hit your 40s and 50s. I love that. I love that. blood pressure medication comes into play. I've seen it, though. In my current relationship, I have been, first off, my, my man, my man, my man is cute. But my point is, we're long distance. So we didn't have the physical at first. We had nothing but phone conversation. Yes. So I got You to had do some type of physical to get in a relationship with him. Full transparency? Uh -uh. No, I did not. You didn't see a picture of that man at all? Full transparency. The first connection we had, I didn't know what that man looked like. I met him on TikTok. Okay, so when did you when did you So you met him on TikTok, so you saw his face. There was no profile pic. The conversation is what got me. So a random man messaged you on TikTok and that was okay. Yeah. Girl, your inbox about to be on fire. For what? <laughs> I don't know. That's that's weird. He got in the lives. The comments caught my eye. He mm -hmm. had the regular avatar initial. I didn't know who what this man looked like. But when he shot his shot, then a picture came up. But that's a month of... So, but that was okay. So he sent you a picture and you like what you saw. No. Are you hearing What me? she's saying is she... For Hold at on. least yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I hear exactly what you're saying. Okay. I, I could ask a question to clarify. Okay. But I hear exactly what you're saying. For a month straight almost, he was in almost every live. The interactions that we had in the live, me not knowing this man, all I got is comments to read intrigued me. So when he did finally jump in the DMs, I honestly didn't care. I was so interested. I wanted to know what else I could learn about you. It just so happened to work out 
that physically there's an attraction. So physically there's an attraction. But even if you had taken that away, because truth be told, I like my land, my my men a little ugly. I like no, them a little I, ugly. See, that's why I said I don't like the age conversation. I like them I a little ugly do too. Because the reality is, men that if it's pretty privileged, call it what it won't. No, yeah. When they feel like they don't, they don't hit the jackpot. They treat you different. Oh, 100 percent. They treat you real good. I agree with this. See, that's why I, that's why I struggle with this age conversation because I've been there. Hold on, I, like I agree with I agree with that. You want I'm, them a little ugly. You do. You genuinely not a whole lot ugly. No, just, but just enough. A splash of ugly. Yeah. yeah. I don't want. Come on now. I don't yes. want. I got four hundred thousand followers on Instagram. Yes, I he agree. Fine. 100%. I don't want that because it's not that I'm afraid of competition because I know who I am. And you, you really won when you do get Ashley because I, I got good, brains, though. beauty, and right. But I'm, I'm gonna elevate you. Yeah. So, but I need you to be appreciative of that. So I like a little ugly. But the physical has nothing to do with how you're gonna treat me when they're. Is no money when you're sick. What if somebody have a wreck and become deformed? People don't think about that type of no, stuff. They don't. People don't think about we we are so in love. We have a baby and I done gained 120 pounds. Are you still gonna love me? Yeah, but Big that's not that's not being attracted to somebody in the beginning. What like you, you, can, you I can honestly say I can honestly say that I do not believe that if this man that was sending you messages, whatever, whatever y'all was talking, he was sending you comments. Mm -hmm. He sent you some butt ugly picture that you knew was ugly down to the Tip of your toes. You would continue to talk to him. Didn't I say a little? I said a little ugly. But you said, you said that there <laughs> was I didn't no, say. you said that there I didn't was say no. But, you, but, but, but you know something? Your idea of butt ugly and her idea. It's well, 100%. 100%. Totally but it, it, but I, my point is her ugly. If it was ugly, to, if that man was ugly to her, right? Not ugly to me. It's not my standard. Because what I might find to be fine as hell, she might find to be ugly. Like there is some physical attraction that needs to coexist for you. But the physical attraction, I consider That's, myself I'm not a sapiosexual. <laughs> Talk to me right, and I don't mm -hmm. even really care what you look but like. But there still is some physical attraction. You acting like if the person was... I think she's saying it's just not paramount. No. Sometimes the conversation is more sexual and attractive than an actual the physical yes. look. So we talking more, like. the, the original question was those things fade. Yes, 100%. But so why is it is so there. important at yeah. the beginning? A conversation needs to happen. Would you really, you would really tell me that you will fall in love with somebody right away if they was ugly? I have dated a, a, a aesthetically challenging person. Okay, and are you with them today? I wish I was. Mm, so why, but why aren't you? Hey. Tell the truth. She couldn't deal with it. She had her own insecurities. Her own insecurities. She had her own insecurities mm -hmm. going. She couldn't deal with it. She, everywhere we went, she was like, I, I can't do this. People yeah. are looking at me, looking at you. They, it, she couldn't deal with it. So, so it matters to her, to not, her to not to me. But it's but it still it still so matters what, to somebody in a relationship. Like you, so like everybody yes. has a different. Okay, so where where I will agree with you on is everybody has a different level of where that it is matters. My point exactly. We are all in agreement in, there. But what I'm saying is, you for me, you can't be. You scare me when you come around the corner too fast, ugly. You can't do that. <laughs> well, that's my that, yeah. But like that's literally said, my point. But like, but there's levels, like you said. That's literally my point. I agree. So we're agreeing. So what you think is ugly, I may think is fine. That's what I just said. I but really just I, said. well, we know that for you, you need to have some level of physical attraction. So you've, so have you? Oh, 100%. You don't even know what he's going to ask. Have I dated somebody who I thought was ugly? Yes. Yes. 
I just said that. So why I prefer we- him a little ugly. I didn't just like, what are y'all talking about? But there's What's some level of attraction to that person, whether it's mental, physical, emotional, there is some attraction that I have to a person immediately when I meet them that makes me want to continue talking to them. And it's not always physical. Sometimes there's an attraction because I'm watching you treat your mother well. Sometimes I'm watching you be a great father. I also and I'm don't like, want to roll over mm-hmm. and be scared of you when I Girl, see put you a mask on. How does that man treat you? Do you no. have longevity? No, I care about how my kids gonna look. When you get too funny. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. I care about how my kids gonna look. Like I do not want them to be made fun of in school because of how they look. Like I care about you don't that. Think your looks to take over? I'm not sure. You know, and I don't even want to put that in a in a. But we're the fact that going we're going to perpetuate that. that same cycle of looks matters more than substance. I never said that. But I see a lot of, but you know something, and I'm, I don't like to use generalizations, but I see a lot of people hanging on to the hope of this fantasy person. Mm-hmm. And this fantasy person has these abs, mm-hmm. has this mm-hmm. face, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? All these different things. And, mine does. and literally these are smart, high functioning people mm-hmm. who are waiting for a myth, a rumor, a legend. And go out. And they're going to miss out on, 100%. on real, you know, mm-hmm. the little bit Connection. ugly dudes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, but so, the hey. little ugly ones be the, be the ones that really do it for you. Yeah. Hey, what's good? This is Tom Swoop, and this is First Off In My Opinion. We are broadcasting live in the heart of Atlanta at The Plug ATL. Let's jump right into this topic. Is the high-functioning single mom the, the destroyer? destroyer. Hey, what's good? This is Tom Swoop, and this is First Off In My Opinion. We are broadcasting live in the heart of Atlanta at The Plug ATL. Let's jump right into this topic. Is the high-functioning single mom the destroyer of traditional family values in the United States? Before I go in, expound on the question. What I'm saying is you have high-functioning single moms that do not need assistance that are producing solid children who turn into profitable and quality citizens. Years past, this was a struggling, kids become, you know, problems. But we reach in a point where a lot of single moms are very productive. Does this okay the idea of the traditional family out the window? Great question. With that context, destroyer is the wrong word. Because if they're producing productive children. But um, you're ending something. Which is the Who's ending it? The high-functioning single mom. She's Uh, ending. I I ended it as a father when I I removed myself from the home. Mm. But sometimes there never was a home Mm. there was just sex (laughs) yeah but as a man with children with different women like we both engaged in the activity so even if it was just sex i knew what i was doing as a man she knew what she was doing as a woman when she told me oops i'm pregnant with your child when i made the conscious decision to say either i'm going to stick this thing out or not then to me i had the keys in that sense i set the tone on what it was to moving forward so if she had no choice other than to step up as the single mother who wasn't who didn't choose that life then if she's you know raising children in a way that again they're being productive citizens at the end of the day i don't see a negative aspect of that at all me personally i disagree i do not agree Go ahead. As a woman, we fight for our reproductive rights. It's my body. I can do what I want. Absolutely, you can. However, the moment you allow another man or a man to enter your body and leave you a seed, you are agreeing to co-parent with that man. What I think the question is based upon is because women have told themselves, I'm a single mom. I've got two boys. I own a business. I own real estate. I'm cool. That does not eliminate the need for a father in my boy's life because I can raise them 
them to be good humans, but I can't raise them to be good men. 100%. There are certain things I cannot teach them. And society believes that because my children have graduated college and started businesses and they're making good money, that makes them good men. They're missing the emotional intelligence. They're missing the provider mindset, the protector mindset, because that's not something I can teach right. them. I can just teach them how to go get the bag because that's all they've seen from me. But they don't know what to expect from a woman. That's why all of this 50-50 mindset is cool. Mm. So in my opinion, yes, the high-functioning single mother is part of the well, problem. Well, then that means that the question would need more context then because that that sounds like the woman who is moving as if I don't need any help That's and I don't want any help. Any That's help. a majority of them. And if I know I am a free spirit, I'm having fun, I'm living life, you grown, you can do whatever you want to do. Take a birth control pill every day. Ash, I don't know if I feel like that's the majority, though. I don't, I don't, I, know, I don't know if, if the like majority, majority of, of single mothers yeah. think in that way where they feel like I don't need any help, don't want any help, you stay on over there. I don't believe Let's that. Let's do a majority. poll. It's, it's a few. I don't think a lot of women that end up in a situation don't even make enough money to even feel that way. 100%. I, I, I agree with Ashley. I think it's a lot of women who <clears throat> I wouldn't say don't want a man, just the man that they're thinking they need or want is a fantasy. Lord. That's fine. If a man don't make $250,000 a year, he can't do nothing for me. So what do I need him for? And there are a lot of single moms that believe that because the child's father can't pay her $1,500 a month in child support, right. we don't need you. Right. That man's provision far surpasses financial care. Right. Your sons, even your daughters. I'm a daddy's girl 100%. Yeah. And I know that my womanhood is a lot it plays a lot my father being there plays a lot of an influence in my mother in my womanhood mm -hmm. if it wasn't for me having a daddy there i wouldn't know what i'm supposed to do as a woman because i wouldn't have the balance because mm -hmm. i watched my mom have to do both so for me i I'll, I'll play devil's advocate and say that there is not a, a vast majority of women who enjoy being a single mom by themselves we do a lot of things out of necessity i know i have to make a certain level of money because i'm taking care of a household with one income Income instead of two, three, whatever. However, when you put it in your mind, I don't need a man because I got it by myself. What you're doing is you're teaching your sons that it's okay for a woman to carry that much load and that much burden. That's not let me, okay. Let me ask this but, though: to play devil's advocate on that, for that woman, whatever the percentage is, mm -hmm. right? Is does that become a learned behavior based on? And this doesn't excuse it, by the way, mm -hmm. like the mindset. But does it become a learned behavior based on the amount of men who disappoint her or let her down? She picked the same type of man. He didn't want to do the work on herself. She wanted no accountability to grow and mature. And so as she kept living in the same mindset, she kept attracting the same type of man. She kept having the same experience. So now all men are bad. So now I ain't dealing with none. A lot of women don't want to take accountability. And let me pause. Thank you for taking accountability as a man to say mm -hmm. you are the one who are, is responsible with mm -hmm. your seed. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, as a woman, I know my attitude is thank. And I know I think really, really high of myself because I make six figures. And I know I think really high of myself because it's all of these men that want to bed me, but none of them want to marry me. And so I start feeling like I don't need a man because look at all of this that I got going on until you look up and you 45 and the window done passed. And That's now what, you sitting here by yourself. Hey, I got a question. Though. So, like, I think going back, and I like what you just said, but I think going back to the original question, like, is is that woman, this high, this high efficiency woman, mm -hmm. the destroyer? I feel like she's a byproduct of something. I don't think that's where it starts. 
Because what did that mind I, state come from? I'll that agree you, with like that. Like, as a child, as a, as a young girl, I mean. did you have the mind state that I'm going to grow up and be single? Or did you have mind state, I want to get married, I want to do these things? So Full where did that mind state but come I, from? Sorry. But I think it's the it's the fact it exists, so we got to start somewhere. Yeah. Right. So I think I'm just starting at the, you know, the Yeah, I ain't mad at the question at all. But I agree with Terry. It's a root problem. It's a root problem. So for me, the root problem for my family, and I can only speak for mine, my mother was an incredible woman, but she was a hyper-independent, I got it, I don't need nobody. But she was married. Mm-hmm. So you are a married single woman mm-hmm. because you married the wrong man. So because she wanted to honor her vows and I'm going to hold my man down, I'm going to go work three jobs Why this man did not. I'm growing up like, Mm-mm, that ain't for me. Mm-hmm. I'd rather do it by myself than to allow a man to live off my back. I'm not comfortable with that because ain't nothing free in life, including Ashley. So at the end of the day, what I had to grow up and realize is, yeah, I can do it all by myself. But as I got older, I'm like, this is really hard mm-hmm. and yeah. this sucks. And raising these kids by myself, I love my kids, but this a lot of work paying all these bills yeah I can do it but I'm tired and my back hurt and my legs hurt and I don't want to do it by myself and the provision that a good man provides in my life I want that the protection the peace of mind to know that my man is telling me babe take the day you cool I got you don't worry about it I can't give that to myself only a good mate can give me that an example for my children. So I had to change my mindset. I had to work on my personality, my attitude, my mouth, so that I could attract the type of man that I know I want. But you know something, then, that that takes a level of awareness mm-hmm. that the typical person just doesn't have mm-hmm. and a level of accountability as well. Mm-hmm. And this is where we get into one of those situations where I can't even help you because you don't even see a problem. Agreed. This, this right. is why, this is why our nice. voices are so needed, though. Mm-hmm. I feel like we all in our own way represent this concept of accountability and this concept of people looking themselves in the mirror and saying, mm-hmm. okay, Ashley been saying this for weeks. VZ been saying this for weeks. Terry been telling me, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's this concept of, okay, I need to step back because when you say not a lot of people, are, I'm paraphrasing, but you say basically capable of it. I believe we all have the capacity for it, mm-hmm. but we need someone to hold that mirror mm-hmm. in our faces mm-hmm. and almost force us. So again, y'all, most people know my story that just for me personally, my aha moment was when I was going through my first divorce and my mother passed away. Mm. So I was forced into this space of having to look myself in the mirror and then going through that season of being solo dolo and kind of coming out on the other side a much better man. Mm-hmm. Had those things not happened, mm-hmm. I can't speak to where I would be now at 39 years old. Agreed. I can't. Mm-hmm. And I follow behind that. Had I not, <clears throat> my first marriage was my forever. I wasn't supposed to be a single mom with two kids. I was not supposed to be forced to start over. Right. I wasn't supposed to be in a position to where I had to face myself and realize, yeah, it's really you. And it wasn't until I looked in that, looked at myself coming out of that divorce that I realized I've been really messing up. But because I knew I wanted better and I am not the one to run away from what I need. I need it to correct me because I did not want to be the 60 year old cat lady. That ain't what's up. I, I, right. Or terrier, teacup terrier. That's the new <laughs> trend. It ain't the cats no more. I'm not interested in that. And so for me to go back to the question, the high functioning single mom, she is operating out of necessity. Let's say 50% of it is because of the choices she made. You knew that man wasn't good. That's how you ended up a single mom. But there are some women like me who got married. The marriage just didn't work. It is what it is. We're operating out of necessity. But a lot of those women forget this is temporary. 
You're in this place. You're operating in this space until a good man comes along. They get comfortable in operating like that, and they forget to leave space for a good man to come in and take over. And full transparency, even with my honey that's in my life now, my man, my man, my man, he will do anything for me. But I struggle relinquishing that control because I have been operating in that space for so long. But it takes a good man. It takes a secure and confident man to say, listen, I know it's been a minute, but let me come in and do this for you. Let me pivot. Let me get this one because this go. This ties right into what you just said. I knew it. <laughs> oh hell! Let's I knew it. <laughs> Women often ask for a man to be a provider and a leader first. But due to past traumas, the women insist on leading the dating process. Mm. In what way do they consist on leading? They they mm. insist on leading the dating process because of what happened in past situations. So like, I want Terry because Terry's a leader. Right. But I need Terry to sort of follow me on this 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 road because I need I need to be safe about this. I need to do this and that. I need to, this. So Terry's no longer leading. I'm leading. Right. Well, let's say Ashley's leading the situation, even right. though she picked Terry because Terry's a leader. Right. But she feels like she needs to lead this dating process. Yeah. Why pick work. a leader? It ain't gonna work. Cause I always tell, I always get example to women and men, like only one person can drive a car. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm driving my car. If you don't trust me to drive this car, you gotta get out. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want no backseat drive either. Now I hear your I hear your opinion. I hear you out on like what you think I should turn or what you think I should do. And I consider that, but I'm gonna make the final decision. You know what I'm saying? But if you can't, if you not, if you can't trust me to drive this car, you gotta get out the car. That's a great analogy that I wanna get in. You own a car, right? Right. Because that's the car you're driving. Right. So that means you have to do financing to own that car. Right. And you have to show proof of insurance. Right. You have to pass your driver's license test yeah. to get licensed to drive the car. Yeah. We just want you to verify and reassure us that you got all that stuff handled. Okay. And before we verify that, oh, I'm not getting in this car because right. I don't know who you are. This could be a stolen car. Your insurance yeah. could be invalid. You ain't got no driver's but license. But you picked me because you knew that. You in the car if you picked me. You At in the first, car. Okay, <laughs> but before I get in the car, yeah, Terry look good. Right. I, I looked Terry up on Instagram. I like the way he talked. Right, His right. TikTok is aligning with the type of life I want. Right. But that's what Terry wants me to see on social media. Right. I need to get to know the real Terry. So right. Terry, as the man who's leading, should be comfortable with me saying, until I really get to know you, let me meet you at Starbucks for our first date. That's not me leading. That's me telling you what I need to feel comfortable. And then because Terry meets me at Starbucks and says, okay, I'm happy to do this for you, but next time, as a man, I want to come and get you. Whoa, 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 Terry, hold on. I still don't know you for to be pulling up at my house. Now, how long does that go on, though, Ashley? So I like to think that I have a foolproof dating process, okay? I'll go out of here in these streets. I'm taken now, so we don't, we, I don't do this now. Mm-hmm. Speaking theory, I got a man now. But before, mm-hmm. I'd go out here in these streets, I'd give me a roster up. Three, four, five numbers. I'm chit-chatting with you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Within one or two conversations, I know if you're meeting my criteria or not. If you're not, it was great meeting you, great conversations, but thank you, but no thank you. Have a good day. Mm-hmm. The men who make it to the end of the week, they want to take me out. It may be two. Cool. I let them take me on a very simple date. Ice cream, Starbucks, something simple. Mm-hmm. If that goes well, then next week, yeah, we can go out to eat because I don't want any man investing that type of time or money in me because they're always going to expect something if they're not genuine with their intent. Mm-hmm. By the time we get ready to go on a real date, I've processed of elimination between you and the other guy. Whoever's meeting the most check in the most boxes, that's who's taking me out. A week, two weeks, three weeks from but, day of but, meeting. Okay, so I understand the process mm-hmm. of evaluating who you want to spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, how do you evaluate who gets to lead you? How long does that because take? Of, uh, 
how long does that take for Terry to be like, girl, get in the car. We're going somewhere. A man who's not led by God can't lead me. So I'm watching your actions. I'm paying attention to your character. I'm watching how you treat the people around you. I'm watching what kind of life you've already established for yourself before you ever met Ashley. Because I need to know that that's who you are in your essence. You are a man operating in his purpose. Mm. That's what's going to make me trust him. And depending on how much Terry has already established himself is depending on how quick we're going to get to that point. If Terry is already acting like a husband, I can treat him like a husband because he's carrying himself as a husband because Ashley is a wife. But as we go through the dating process, there is no set time. Terry controls that because, remember, Terry's driving. So it depends on how fast Terry's driving and how much he's willing to show and how much he's willing to reassure. But if Terry hit me with the, no, I'm just trying to chill with you, Terry going to be in that chill box for months. But if Terry hit the ground one and like my man, my man, my man who played no games behind me, it may not take you long. I, I move, I operate under the guise of I, I'm not going to be outlet. Mm. Like I feel like I'm a natural born leader. And I think we need to reestablish how we define leadership. Mm. You know what I mean? Because a lot of the, you can't go in and out of leadership. You can't right. pick and choose. So I think I've never been in a scenario with a woman where I felt like she was driving the boat ever. It's kind of every, hard for every look. Y'all know what I do for a living. The seat that I hold every everywhere that I've gone, I've always earned a leadership position mm. from the military to every job I ever had. You name it, running my own business, all of that. When, mm. you, when you are a leader, you speak with authority. You move with authority. So mm -hmm. there's no. And here's the thing. I'm not a sexist. So I don't get around women and feel like because I'm a man, I'm a leader. Mm. Like I'm just drag you by the hair and this is right. how I go. No, mm -hmm. she can sense my energy out the gate. Mm -hmm. I've never had mm -hmm. this issue. So when I see people going back and forth about it online, it goes above my head because I've, I've always been able to have that level of control, but within a safe space. Not I want to control you. It goes back to what we said on your show when we talked about you ain't got to tell nobody you're an alpha male. That's mm. it. Right, right, right. When I walk through the room, you can you can smell the authority. Literally. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. you, the, my, my disposition, my demeanor, that's what leadership is. So these women, they're clamoring for leadership. I have no, I have zero doubt about it. Even the woman who runs her own thing, type A personality, all yeah. of that. Like look she said, she's tired. <laughs> when the, she, all, most of these women are exhausted. But you're yeah. describing me. I'm type A. I run a business. I am always the one who is making the moves. Right. At the end of the night, if these women are honest, as good of a face as they put on, looking good in they, they fancy cars and they big houses, hair done, nails done, they get in their bed and they cry because they tired. Back. They tired of being alone. They tired of handling handling everything by themselves, but it is the sense of fear of what if I let a man come in and lead me and he leads me down the wrong path. But this is why that's just so, the risk you take. This is why it's so important to cultivate and Absolutely. vet. Like your your dating process, mm -hmm. like it sounds that is the A lot of women don't have a plan. They None at all. at all. I'm just they gonna don't. go with the flow. For right. what, baby? Well, no. This is, why, this is why we have when I when I go live and I ask women, raise your hand and tell me if you're single and what's the how long have you been single? The is average they, time is between four and five years. Crazy. Then I'll say how many situations relationships have you had within that same amount of time two three four et cetera, et cetera, mm -hmm. right and it's because yeah. they're going along with the flow because mm -hmm. they haven't experienced real leadership they don't know Dude, how to should, recognize should they when, really it, when it comes about because i feel like if you have a plan for a guy you never met and he leading the situation your plan going out the, i feel like you should have plans boundaries should be, should be boundaries i feel the like you should have boundaries not not a plan you know well, what I, I, like I, what you i'm gonna say a plan because the reason i say a plan is you should know how 
you want to do some initial things. And I feel like the lack of not planning sometimes puts people in a bad situation. Agreed. That, so why, why would I not have a plan? So I have this conversation with a lot of women. I'm a hairstylist. So all I do is talk to women all day in my main field. All I hear women say is, well, I, I, what am I supposed to tell them when I first meet them? I'm a wife that is waiting on her husband because that's going to set the standard of how you treat that's me a from boundary. the that gate. Gotta, that got to be a real statement, though. You have to be that a wife That got to be a real statement. You can't be. That's very you can't. True. You can't go into a. I always say this. This is my new term. I am coining it. I've been in touch with the government. I am trade listen, market all of I, everything because I really feel like a lot of women be saying, "Hey, I want to be a wife. I want to be a girlfriend. I want to do all that." But I really feel like what they really want is intermittent companionship. Mm. Okay, break it down. They want dates, they want sex, they want somebody when they're lonely. Okay. And then they want that person to go home. So they want the benefit. I would say a lot. A lot. I'm just gonna say I'm gonna use the word a lot. Amen. Low percentage of. I'm gonna say probably seventy percent. I got uh uh that's I a gotta lot. change that. I gotta disagree yeah. with that. I'm I don't think a lot of people put like this age. Let me let me back that up to age. Okay. A lot of women, let's say over the age of 35, I'm feeling a who have not been in a healthy long-term relationship, okay. don't know what the finish line or race even really look like. True. So basically all they saying at this point is like, you know what? Tom is nice. I want some attention. So Tom, Tom is a good guy. Tom is safe. Tom do that thing I like. Tom can take me places I've, I've never been, but... So let me ask you this, bro. What's our role then? Where do we come in in this equation? If she's 35 plus, you just said it though. She's never experienced it. That means so, Ashley, you said it's her choices, but also mm -hmm. it's the men who who have been around in her life, right? Mm -hmm. who, who she's brought into her life. So at 35, she's never really experienced it. What? Where does our role come in? Bro, sometimes, and this is going to sound very hard and harsh, I can take you to a museum and I can show you a work of art and you cannot appreciate it and not understand it. You don't understand the value of it. You don't understand the longevity of it. You don't understand the beauty of it, any of it. Do you genuinely want to teach her that? Or do you, or, or does it become you one of them who doesn't understand it and I'm going to dip out? You see what I'm saying? And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm about to get to. At some point, a man is going to be like, I can't show you how to appreciate art. But I think it gets to a point to where men hide behind that. I don't even want to do the work. So let me just blame it on the fact that she doesn't appreciate what kind of man how how much work are we talking about? Because it's like, I've literally hey. had women tell me, Tom, teach me how to date you. Literally, my fiance had to do the same thing. I'm going to show you what it looks like. But it looks differently for everybody. Because if you are a man that needs me to go 50-50 on the bills, and we have to do different kind of things because the money ain't the same, I still love you. I still want to do that with you. So that's going to look different than a man that can come in and take over everything and surprise and wine and dine. It looks differently. But for me, I think men have lost the patience with women because some of these women don't know what they want and they don't even know what to ask for they don't even know how to accept it when it does come but they so successful who? That they don't even that, you see what women. I'm saying the women are so successful now I dated a, a judge she was so successful that she could not formulate the words to say Tom I don't know how to be in a relationship with you because yeah. that that would make her take accountability for her own to, growth that's, to her that's too much work character. though I think it's Jordan Peterson said and I hate to quote but like I rock with him too so so Jordan Peterson said like you know it was a study done by some school or whatever and he was talking about like how women are getting so programmed nowadays to complete high school, complete college, get into their degree, get into this point. 
where they get to a point and they they get to about 35 to 38 and they understand that something's missing. And so they're like, what is, what's wrong with my life? You know, and so it's, they didn't settle honest. down. They didn't start a family. And it's like a woman has a natural maternal instinct to, to reproduce and have children. Right. And you know, that, that's a byproduct of being in a relationship and having a man. Right. And so they get to this point where they're so powerful, but they don't understand the basic concepts of like basically being a woman. I have, Softness. I have to speak on this because in 2022, sometimes it takes two incomes. So when a woman has made it up in her mind that I want to be successful, I want to get to a certain place in life, for some men that are not confident in themselves, it's intimidating. So we get to a point to where don't even worry about it, I handle it on my own. But for me, how I feel is women have really been brainwashed and they really have fallen into the trap of, you don't need a man, go make your own money, go to school, buy the house, buy the car, you can do it all by yourself. And it benefits no one but this system of consumerism and it keeps the family separated. And it also makes women think, I don't have to ever learn how to live with a man for what? I'm making enough money to not live with a man, but they are forgetting what else a man provides because it ain't nothing like when my anxiety get high and this good 6'3 man hug. Let's get us started. Let's get us oh, yeah. started. Welcome back to the First Off In My Opinion podcast. You know how we with do Tom Swoop. All right. What are your thoughts on mandatory birth control for people in public assistance? The definition of a set insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting mm-hmm. different results. Mm-hmm. What I don't understand with women that have the first kid out of wedlock, and again, it, I could be biased because I don't have any children. Mm-hmm. What's different the second, third, fourth, fifth time that you get pregnant by another man that you didn't comprehend and catch on that I'm going to be a single mother? Right. Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, why do they continue to add more and more stress upon themselves? So I, I think it should be mandatory birth control because I'm a taxpayer. The, the idea of somebody on public assistance who don't got their shit together having a kid, should they, like, would the world be a better place if they couldn't have a child? Maybe. How many people at this table wouldn't be here if that was Correct. Right? I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here. Would you be here? I would be here. You would I be would. here. You would I'm be a here. bastard child. So you're now you're on a podcast by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, although my mom and dad did get married not like nine months after I was here, but I was. It's taking a right to have a child from someone and it's just like how many great people at what that point, have contributions to this world so, but wouldn't then, be here. You but know then what I'm you think about it, Terry. It's like we have so many rights in this country. And some of those rights are impeding on our future. That's facts. The United States of America spends somewhere around seven and nine billion dollars a year on teenage pregnancy. Sixty-eight percent of all teenage pregnancy always lead to a second pregnancy. Yes. So with that said, all the problems we have with education, all the problems we have with childcare, infrastructure, resources, all of these things are starting to be tied to these rights that we have. Birth control should be free, period. I thought it was. That's it. No, it's not. When I was coming up, we just went to Planned Parenthood and got it's it. It's not free. Anymore. My mom put us on birth control at 15, and I wouldn't even birth have sex. Birth control should be free, period. Sex education should be free, period. I don't care if you're poor. I don't care if you're rich. I don't care what's going on. Everyone is getting pregnant. The only thing is you hear about it more that poor people of color are getting pregnant. White people get pregnant just like everybody else. Yeah. They just go over to different countries and get their abortions. They just have long summers or they just have their doctor claim it to be a miscarriage so that they can have illegal abortion. Everybody, most teenage girls get pregnant. Mm. This is mm. this is it's just the not biggest the black. Co- this yeah. is the biggest cover up in America is the biggest myth in America. Most 
teenage girls get pregnant. To actually say because you're poor, you're not allowed to have a baby is one of the most elitist things in the world. It is a human right to have a child. The fact that having a child has become so unaffordable is a horrible American thing. It should not be that way. But is it practical? Yeah, I, but I don't even think it's necessary. Well, my, my, my opinion on it doesn't have anything to do with the financial part of it. I just think people are raising these children that have no business raising kids. All right. So fucking is free. Too funny. <laughs> and fucking is free. And most of the time when people don't have a fucking job, it's free. when they I don't have a job, you don't pay don't for have, some pussy. You don't, oh. you, don't, you don't help them get a job. You don't help them go to school. You don't help them provide for themselves. What can you do in your free time? Yeah. You out here humping. And what happens with humping? You get laxed and you get pregnant. People that are married get pregnant on accident. It have is you, just human nature. Have y'all ever seen the documentary uh, Waiting for Superman? No, mm-hmm. I need to watch All that. Right, so, is that on Amazon or something? Yeah, it is. Okay. I'm so in that documentary, remember like in the early 90s, crime dropped by like 18% across the country, right? And so all these police people were taking credit and saying, you know, we've done these new police initiatives and we've done this, you know, crime is down, these programs are running. This, I can't remember, it was a Harvard scientist or whatever, he he did some research and what it was is, if you go back to Roe versus Wade, mm-hmm. that was the first generation of the, not, the abortions. Mm-hmm. So the people who would have grown up and committed crime never existed. Correct. So crime dropped by like 18% across the country. Because of abortions. Because of abortions. Interesting. And so now you say, and you you look at this saying, we say, okay, mandatory birth control for people in public assistance. What else would drop in that generation? And then what would increase? So when you look at the, the strain of resources, right now, childcare is super expensive. Right. Everything costs so much. So many people to feed. Let's say you reduce the population in in 18 years by 13%. There's more resources. Correct. Mm. The price goes down. It's a long question because it's, it's a lot of variables. Will the price go down in this capitalistic society though? Will they really drop the price? Because the thing is you can't raise the price on people who don't exist. If you were to say right now, Mandatory birth control for all people in public assistance. Well, why does it have to be mandatory? Why does it have to be specific to people? In I'm going to just use it as a finality just to illustrate the end of the question. So you do that now. And let's say last year there were 550,000 births from, you know, people in public assistance. You institute this plan. That 550 goes away in one year. Two years, that's over a million. Three years, that's 1.5 million. You see what I'm saying? The people start to decline off of the services. So now the services still have the same resources to do other things. Now you can put two teachers in a classroom. You can put computers in the classroom. You can, you know, educate people on sexual education. You can do all these things because you've diverted the money for people who don't exist anymore. I got two things. So one is I think before we get there, we should just do right by the people that are here. So like we're not even putting enough money in education as is as far mm-hmm. as because like, we're over exa- we're, nah, we're it's nah, over it's cuz we don't nah, want to we just yeah the public school to. system I, it, yeah don't get me wrong yeah. if we can send ukraine right billions, of, billions dollars, of dollars right. you can put it into we your can school put, you know, we can put a laptop in, yeah. in ps29 it's yeah. just systematic shit to where like you know um schools are funded based on like home taxes, yeah, taxes mm-hmm. and shit like that like why though you know what i'm saying cuz if i'm if i'm in a up area and the property taxes are low right. and my school is underfunded right 
come get out this neighborhood with a poor education. Correct. Right. Anyway, like so that's intentional. Yeah, so it's yeah. like that's because like why why wouldn't the state just all like fund everybody evenly? You get what I'm saying? Like so it's like we could do right about the people who are actually here. Or even that, a that baseline would, for that food. would that yeah. would like bring some crime down. But then on the flip side of that, what could go wrong if basically if you're poor, you can't have a child, your family is going to die off. Period. Correct. So we're going to be left with people who are middle class, upper class. Someone has to be a lower now, class for to be listen, upper class. So what not, happens to it's those? Not saying, so, I'm not saying you just can't be on public assistance. We can't be financing bad decisions. And and literally, like I'm in childcare. I've literally had a 24 year old with eight kids. Then what is the point of public assistance? Jesus. It it need to be public assistance with education. It need to be public assistance with with restrictions. Yeah, right. like it it literally is out of control. So public assistance, there's no solution based programs no. for them. Would it be a better idea to just get rid of public assistance than to say no? Because there's people that really no. really people who really need. And the thing is, I actually think public no. assistance need to be expanded. I think right. families, young families who are doing what they're supposed to do but can't afford to moms who are staying home because they can't afford to go to work because child care costs so too much. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Like public. It actually need to be reevaluated. Yeah, because yeah. even CCMS, you you have to be single and you have to put your baby daddy on child support in Texas in mm -hmm. order to even qualify for child care. Like you literally have to. That's crazy to me. And isn't that the amount of money that you can make? Like, yeah, there's a. I think like you can't make over twenty five thousand dollars or something dollars an hour to even get C, to qualify for CCMS. So, yeah. like, if you want to go ahead and get a grown up job, so you can get off. Yeah, you can't. Your job I, won't even allow you enough I've to had, yeah. yourself and your kids. Yeah, I've had so parents. Just, I can't work at all. Yeah, I've had parents mm -hmm. and give, who yeah. literally have worked their way up, got a promotion at work. You not a supervisor. You make $17 an hour. I can't take the job because that $17 an hour means now I have to pay for child care. Correct. So now I'm gonna actually kick you in the, the hole. Off CCMS. Yes. I'm now in the hole. Mm -hmm. All that money, that $17, that $7 mm -hmm. raise for mm -hmm. being the supervisor, mm -hmm. that's nothing. Now now mm -hmm. I'm, I make $6 an hour now mm -hmm. when you take put in my child care fees. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. And that's why I say we're using too much of the money on a bad problem that I honestly think we can fix. Now, it does sound extreme, and I probably sound barbaric for even bringing it up. And yeah. I know the comments right now are going to be jumping. Yeah, yeah. But I'm telling you, we need to start working on real solutions. And sometimes yes. the solutions when it comes to rights are hard. Nah, yeah. A child is crazy. It don't feel Somebody good either. A child is crazy. But it depends in Japan, though. It's not hard. Right? Yeah, I think the limit in Japan is too. Yeah, you can only have two kids. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think it's but I think it's because, because of population. Yeah. Though. Japan be like, no. Yeah, you, you can't get two. Have. That's, that's it. it. Yeah.